Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now you've found it. This is Alan Smith's Ask the Trucker Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world, with your hosts, Alan and Donna Smith, focusing on driver health, careers, regulations, and the important issues facing the industry. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Ask the Trucker Live begins right now. Well, good evening, everyone, and this is Donna Smith, and uh, I'm not even sure if everybody can hear me. I'm going to open up. I'm going to open up somebody's line here because we've had all kinds of technical difficulties. Um, hi, Elaine. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, Donna. There's a little bit of static, but I can hear you. Okay, awesome. All right, I'm just going to leave your line open since you're the special guest this evening anyway. But uh, ten minutes before the show, so everyone knows, everything went dead here. It could be because of the storms. We are in Florida. But uh, no phone, no Internet, and I finally did get on, thank goodness. Uh, everything kind of worked itself out. I didn't do anything. But we're so glad to be able to have the show tonight. Um well, let's see. Where are we? Um, we're on our Thursday night health show, and tonight's a very interesting show. And we have a fantastic guest to boot. So um, the show is about the up-and-coming Motor Carrier Safety Advisory Committee and Medical Review Board uh, public meetings, which are going to be held September 21st and 22nd in Arlington, Virginia. Uh, what it is is the FMCSA will have a, um, a joint meeting with the Motor Carrier Safety Advisory Committee, MICSAC, and the Medical Review Board. <clears throat> the odd thing about this is it wasn't posted until September 4th, uh, and we personally didn't see it ourselves on the FMCSA site. I don't even remember getting um, an alert in our mail or anything so but bob stanton over from awake sent us a notification and so you know we got on it but what's even more odd is the fact that the comment section for this was only open for 12 days and uh without promoting it and i mean i i don't know (laughs) i'm going to ask elaine later why that was so short if that's uh Donna, are you there? Donna, I've lost you. This is Elaine. Hello? Hello. Hi, Donna. I lost you. 
Um, I, I guess if somebody can hear me, do you think they can hear me? Look here. Hello, I'm still on the line. Uh, I don't know if anyone can hear me, but Donna is still having some technical difficulties. Okay. Okay. Hi, all. Um, I heard somebody say unmuted. I don't have, this is Elaine Papp, I don't have any control over the system. Donna does, and she's in Florida, and I'm in Baltimore. I'm going to go ahead and start talking because I did hear somebody say unmuted, and so I assume that you all can hear me even though I can't hear anyone else. Donna is going to try to call into the show on her cell phone so hopefully we'll hear from her in a couple of minutes. Um, she was talking about the um, notification of this meeting and so forth. The Medical Review Board is a advisory committee that is established by the Secretary of Transportation. And there are five members who are all physicians and medical examiners and they serve at the discretion of the Secretary of Transportation. They're appointed by him and they serve. And the purpose for that group is to answer questions that FMCSA provides them and to give the agency advice on um, medical issues related to drivers and um, operating a commercial motor vehicle. The Hi, Hi, Donna. So you well, can this hear me? Is so weird. I have all kinds of things going on here, but I'm talking on my cell phone. Excellent. Um, but I can see uh, a hand up in eight seven zero that we'll get to after you're done with your intro. Okay. So okay. I wanted to also explain what MixAC is, and MixAC is the Motor Carrier Safety Advisory Committee, um, and they are made up of a group of stakeholders. There are drivers, there are uh, people from industry, there are people from the safety advocates, uh, there are people from the state highway patrol, etc., all serving at um, the discretion of the administrator of the agency. So the administrator of the agency appoints the MIXAC um Members, and they serve as an advisory committee to the agency as well. They serve to give the agency advice on lots of different topics, and oftentimes uh, FMCSA will have a joint meeting when there's a topic that is of interest to both the MIXAC and the Medical Review Board. I'll give you an example. If they were going to have a meeting um, about brakes or regulations related to um, the truck and the operation of the truck or household goods or something like that, they would not have the medical review board involved. But if they had a meeting about hours of service or a meeting about fatigue or a meeting like this about the wellness program, then they would have a joint meeting of the MIGSEC and the MRB because they both have interest. Now, 
these meetings are um, held regularly throughout the year. It's not the same as a meeting um, or a, a comment period on the um, regulations, like when they put out a notice of proposed rulemaking. It's very different. So they have to. Re they are required by law. Uh, there are lots of organizations in the federal government that have advisory committees, and they are required to give 15-day notice before the meeting. And I believe they did that. I think their notice was published on September the 4th. And with that notice should have been published the request for comments as well. Now, people can go to the meeting and speak. It's a public meeting. The way you usually run the meetings is that there is a chairman of the MICSAC and there is a chairman of the MRB, and when they have joint meetings, they work together to chair the, the uh, meeting. And they usually have an agenda where they have speakers who have requested to speak in advance or maybe somebody that they know is a specialist in the area. Um, for this, it would be wellness and health promotion and um, making sure people are healthy and well. And that would be whatever, whomever they think might be of interest to um, talk to them about what their ideas are and so on. And then the agency usually has either some questions or some topics that they would like the group to discuss after they hear the speakers. And then the group discusses all of these ideas and comes up with um, some things and then they open the floor to the public, and the public has an opportunity to speak, to give ideas, to make suggestions, um, to give their opinions, and so forth. And the meeting is a two-day meeting, so it will be all day Monday, the 21st, and on the 22nd. Now, I plan to go on the 21st, and unfortunately, because I have um, another commitment, I can't. I have a medical procedure I have to have done on the 22nd, so I can't be there for that day meeting. Um, but I do plan to go. So, yep, so that's my introduction. Hi. Um, can everybody hear me? I can just barely hear you. Okay. Well, I have to use my cell phone because the whole setup here is, is messed up. Um, hold on. I'm going to see if you can hear me on my regular phone uh, for okay. a second. I'm just going to put my cell on mute because it will be a lot better if we can work it the way it's supposed to be working. Okay. Hi. No, it's still not working. So, um, but as long as you can hear me now uh, from my cell, I'll just try to speak really loud. Um, I just want to give Elaine an intro here. Um, she, uh, Elaine Tapp. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, used to be with the FMCSA. She's uh, she's recently retired. And uh, she now has her own consulting website, healthandsafetyworks.net. And um, she's no stranger, as you can tell from her taking over the show here, uh, to the operations and these meetings of FMCSA. 
Miss um, uh, Papp is also um, an advisor over at the North American Trucking Alerts website, and she was a speaker at the 2012 uh, Truck Driver Social Media Convention, where she was responsible for the Deaf Truckers United uh, having some changes done on the regulations for the hearing, which was a, a huge accomplishment for them. Um, I, Elaine, could you tell people, uh, people are on pins and needles, what this meeting on the 21st and 22nd is all about? Uh, have you any idea what they're going to be discussing? I mean, we put in our comment last night, and I'm sure you put in a comment, and I'm sure um, Bob Stanton put in a comment, and the lines are all full over here, so I'm I'm sure this is a, a hot topic and people are wondering what's going on. Can you give well, us I an idea? I can give you what I think and what I know from when I was working there. I was the division chief for medical programs, and we had um, a lot of things that we were trying to do in the agency. One was, of course, writing regulations, which we do, and then they publish the Notice of Proposed Rulemaking and everybody makes comments. But there were some other things that we did as part of our routine work, and one of them was to do compliance assistance. In other words, we answered lots of questions, both email and phone, about, you know, if I have diabetes, can I drive, you know, different questions that would come up from drivers. But the third thing that we were working on is trying to have a positive impact on driver lives by helping to develop wellness programs. In other words, because health plays such an important role in the driver's ability to operate a commercial motor vehicle, and since drivers are getting a little bit older and so forth, and they have a pretty tough time, especially the long-haul drivers, um, trying to find healthy foods and so forth, that we were starting to get involved in trying to do educational programs and to put stuff up on the Internet about how to stay healthy and how to stay well and how to get healthy and how to get well. Um, so there were documents. There's a, an old version of a wellness manual for truckers. I think it, I don't know, maybe even 10 years old. It's up on the web now. My division, the medical programs division, had a website for um, wellness. We had some places. I know Rick Ash was one of the people that we had um, spotlighted for his weight loss and so forth. And what we want to do, uh, what the agency, I believe, what, wants to do is try and figure out ways that they can help the trucker driver to and bus drivers as well to develop healthier lifestyles, to lose weight, um, to drop their cholesterol levels and so forth, not because of any regulatory issue, but because of the fact that drivers need this um, desperately, actually, to help them figure out how to do healthy lifestyle while they're on the road. And I think you know Bob Perry has been really involved in trying to get um, a trucker wellness program. He's working with uh, truck stops and so forth to, um, I think it's the Flying J, I'm not sure which one he's working with, to put fitness centers in and to put health coaches in. And he's trying to work with a lot of different companies to develop some health coaching. So 
that is kind of the mood of what they're trying to do. Um, it doesn't really have anything to do with regulatory, even though it's a regulatory agency. What they're trying to do is offer a positive help, educational help to um, drivers. Um, and what I understand that they're doing, and I'll know more about it after I go to the meeting, but what I understand they're doing um, is actually um, looking at what they call a public-private partnership. So what they're doing with that, I think, is probably on the same model as what OSHA had done with their alliance program. They have, um, say, companies that want to do some wellness work or some specialists who have done a lot of work. There's been a lot of work done across the nation on what they call health determinants, on wellness programs, on health promotion in all sorts of companies and hospitals and clinics all around, not just for truck drivers. But right now, the trucking community, the drivers, are somewhat of an what they call an underserved population because they're mobile, they move around, they don't have, um, say, one particular place where they can go to like every week to meet with somebody about weight reduction and that type of thing. So they're looking at how they might be able to help drivers through this public-private partnership. And I assume, I don't know for sure, but I assume that that means is that the FMCSA might have some uh, resources, some knowledge, some documents that they can make available. Um, they can then have private industry do um, educational materials and hand them out to people. The OSHA Alliance Program, what they do is they actually do a contract between, say, the American Heart Association and OSHA, and they work together on developing materials, and then the American Heart Association provides the training or the method to get the materials out to the community, and they have a commitment to what they'll do by when, and the agency has a commitment of what they'll do by when. So I think that what they want to do with this meeting is get together with all these different stakeholders that serve on the advisory committees and look at what is the best way to be able to offer some sort of wellness, health promotion to the truck and bus drivers, to this very mobile population, and help them to develop some really good health habits that will help lengthen the their lifetime, will help them stay employed, you know, lower their blood pressure, help prevent heart attacks, help prevent strokes, and so forth. Well, um, can you hear me, everybody? Ah, uh, you kind of fade in and out. Try again. Okay, well, I'll do my best here. Let me Let me put this on mute. And... I just want to tell people that if you want to talk on the show, click 1 on your keypad. And you can comment or ask Elaine. Okay, here they come. Are you ready to um, take questions, Elaine? Yeah, I think so, because I think what I've done is just sort of laid the groundwork of what I think is going to be happening with this um, it's not going to be regulatory at all. And I think it's just that people are not used to FMCSA um, reaching out in a 
way that's non-regulatory. It's not going to be mandatory, but it's going to be something that they'll be providing to try and give drivers help. Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to open the line for 224. Hello. 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 I'm sorry, I got my earphones on. I don't know if I'm going to echo in my head here or not. <laughs> I can hear you. Okay, what you're talking about there with uh, keeping the drivers healthy and what have you, I understand. What, what do we have? Very, it's, I, I understand it's a very good thing. The problem that I I'm, I called for something else, but since uh, that's a topic you're on, um, I've noticed most of the drivers are too lazy to walk from the pumps into the place. So if you put an incentive on it, you know what I mean? Uh, you're talking about Flying J or something like that. If you put in, a, let's say you used your fuel card, your rewards card, on like a treadmill or a bicycle, and you have a pulse reader, and you get 20 minutes on there or a half an hour on there, you get 10 points or something, you know what I mean? Oh, I think that's a fabulous idea. That's wonderful. Um, okay, that's my, the kind of thing that I think, um, uh, actually, you know, I have a website, and that would be the kind of thing that I'd love to get comments on my website so that when I go to the meeting on Monday, I can have, I don't know that I'll have the opportunity to um I don't know how many people will be speaking and whether I'll have the opportunity to speak, but it certainly is a great idea. And right. I think those are the kinds of things that people need to know. I, Donna and Alan made some comments that were really helpful about, you know, the sort of the life of the trucker, and this is a great idea. That would see that would be a public partnership, but it would be with Flying J would have to be willing to, you know, give a, a break on. Um, you know, spend some money because they would be giving, like, a free gallon of gas or something like that. Right, right. Well, that's what I'm uh, saying. Hello? You get so many points for so many minutes. Hello? Oh, okay. Hello? I'm never sure who can hear me or not because I'm having all kinds. Thanks so much, Elaine, for, for taking over today. Yeah, that's I'm great. all kinds of problems. Um, I, I just wanted to say that the I don't know when I cut off on the beginning of the show, but the comments for this ended last night. They only gave a 12-day window to make comments, um, which I thought was weird, uh, very weird. Is that common? Yeah, because this is not the same kind of meeting. So usually it should have been 15 days. It should have been the, the September 4th until, but then they did end it earlier than the meeting. So it is a short period of time, but. It's but we put our comment in, and if anybody wants to read our comment, it's on the show page of um, because it's not up on the site yet. They haven't because you know how they moderate it, so it's not up on the on the link yet. So you can read it on the show page of the show tonight under the comment section, and um, you can read our comment there. But what we did was. We tried to explain all the challenges, the lifestyle, and uh, let them, before they put any recommendations or programs to help drivers together, that they have a realistic idea of what the life of a truck driver was. And I was so glad we, we did get it in. Alan finished it up uh, right before the deadline last night and, and, and put it in. So um, 
of course, we had a joint effort because if anybody knows me, they know I have to put my two cents in. So <laughs> it was kind of like a joint effort, but uh, we did get it in, and I hope it helps them for these programs. Uh, Elaine seems to think it will, right, Elaine? Oh, yeah, I think your comments are wonderful. I think it'll be okay. very, it's very important for them to hear from drivers on this and, you know, like this idea of the incentive and so forth. The problem is is trying to get um, all the buy-in from, um, like, the manufacturers, the Flying J, the truck stops, and so forth, to all get involved in it. I mean, you know, when you look at um, the meals that are served at the um, truck stops, I mean, they have to offer some healthy alternatives, and I think they're starting to get around to it. Right. But it would be really good. I know that there are some things that are being done with Kroger. Um, I think there are some other things that are happening with other big um, companies, and it would be great to see if we can't. I know that what Tom Kirk has a, um, a website, and he's looking on a uh, working on a book called Road Tested. It's uh, for Road Tested Living. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and he has all these wonderful recipes and so forth, and how to. He lost a, a lot of weight and um, is now eating really healthy on the road. And he has this, uh, I think he's working on a cookbook too, isn't he? A- yes, um, I think he has the cookbook out. But we mentioned all that in our comment about the truck stop food. Uh, right. Um, I hope they take this all all to heart. We mentioned to them about the uh, GATS and the Landstart Health and Wellness Pavilion. And we mentioned, um, I'm trying to think, hold on, I think I actually printed out everything we talked about with them. Um, Let's see. I mean, I don't don't want to take up time and and read everything. I just wanted to, to, you know, the highlight. I just want to ask the gentleman who's on the line. I didn't catch your name. Who, Who is this? My name's Tom. Hi, Tom. And um, you had brought up a comment, and I'm really sorry because I was trying to reconnect over here with my regular uh, headset. And I no, I understand. You guys are having problems down there. Um, um, but what Well, about, actually, I had another, another question. Okay, go ahead. Well, see, I've, I've been a truck driver for over 38 years. Uh, when I was 10 years old, I was crushed between two semi-trailers. Now, I have dropped foot because of that. Now, up until 2014, I was fine with that. I always passed my medical. I never had a problem. Now, all of a sudden, it's a problem. I've got 24 pages of forms to fill out in front of me. 24? Visit, 24 pages from the FMCSA. And they hide this stuff so well on their website. No, 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 no. Out. I'm sorry. Hello. I was all involved in the National Registry. There's nowhere that we had 24 forms unless you're talking about doing a... Well, it's, 20, um, it's 24 pages of different forms and uh, different For, for diabetes exemption to. program? Actually, no, it's for a physical... Uh, no, we don't have that. That's not FMCSA. We don't have 24 pages. We have one form called the Medical Examiner... Um, Form. It's just one form. It was printed with the, uh, there's a new rule that came out just, I think, maybe April 
the National Registry 2 rule. They updated the medical examiner uh, form, and it's one page. Well, really? What, what are your forms? One page. Um, it's the, there are no 24 pages with the FMCSA requires. I, I had to go to the library to get this, and it was not easy to find because I had to click a link and then find another link and then find another link, you know what I mean, and dig through their site to find this so because everything referred back for? to the diabetes. And I don't well, have if you're diabetes. talking about if you're insulin-dependent diabetic, then you have forms you have to fill out for the diabetes exemption. And that's I don't very have, complex. That's what I'm saying. I don't have diabetes. I have drop foot in my right leg. What that is is I have no ankle muscle on the front of my right leg. Right. Okay. I'll tell you what. Now, this is a uh, why don't you performance call, evaluation. Donna, why don't you, because this is, that you don't have to fill out all those diabetes forms for a, a if you're oh, no, talking no, no. about a, a skill performance evaluation. I, I, correct. That, Correct. Yeah. Just, okay. We can talk offline about that. Okay. Um, there I'm is a very, very long form for skill performance evaluations because of an impairment to uh, a, a limb. Can but Donna, me? why don't we talk? Um, give him the phone number for my um, my business, and we can he and I can talk after. Okay. Um, great. Um, Either that or you can call me at your leisure. I'm I've got nothing to do. Can you? <laughs> Can anybody okay. hear me? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. I was beginning to wonder. I'm getting I'm getting paranoid over here. Uh the number is for uh Elaine, it's Health and Safety Works and the number is four one zero nine four six two seven four seven. Now that's the correct number, right, Elaine? Health and safety works. Yes. Okay. Um, and then you you guys can um, discuss all these forms because that's a little crazy. I'm, I'm uh, yeah, kind of curious myself. Yeah, it is a myself. special program for skill performance evaluation, and they have to yeah, have I mean, that like done. Like I say, I've been, I've been driving for a lot of years, and now all right, of a sudden they put that. me out of work like a year and a half ago. I'm out of money. I can't afford any more of these doctors. You know, I don't have insurance right. anymore. If I'm a right, turn right. me down. You know, I'm at so, my wits Well, we can here. talk about it, though, because I'd like to get back onto our topic, so you and I can talk yes, about absolutely. it after. I understand. Uh, can you take another call, uh, Elaine? I have another hand up. Sure. Okay. Area code 607. You should know who it is, Donna. You, 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 you and Elaine mentioned my name, and I pop up <laughs> like a bad penny. Oh, it's uh, hi, it's Tom Kirk. How are you doing today? Oh, Tom Kirk. Yes. Hi. I'm. Uh, it, it's a pleasure to talk to you again. Uh, I, I actually just finished uh, my my dinner and uh, tuned into the show. And uh, just as you were mentioning mentioning my name with those kind words, so thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, uh, you know, it is possible you lose weight on, on, on the road. You know, I've done it. You know, unfortunately, as, as people on the show know, I have put some back on while getting ready for the truck show this year. Uh, I started stress eating again. I thought I had kind of beaten that habit, but unfortunately I hadn't. Um, but we're getting back on track, and hopefully by the time my next physical, I'll be back where I want to be, if not a little ahead of the tank. So it's one of those things, though, with drivers, we also often will face a lot of setbacks in our health. And it's just a matter of figuring out how to overcome them by reducing so many of the other challenges we face in the industry. But um, in regards, though, 
when you were talking a few minutes ago about the truck stops and the food, I've got a different, slightly perspective on that, partly because of some of what I've been doing, is in talking to some of the truck stop management, they have tried to bring in healthy food options at, at different points over the last 10 years. And oh. almost without fail, they have not went over and have been well-received and have to end up pulling them off the menu because no one is buying them. I see. Yep. So that's one of the – now, that said, that was some of what they've served as healthy options, I would not necessarily either A, consider healthy or B, tasty. But that's a different conversation. Uh, but but that's one of the challenges they have is what's selling is the less than healthy food. Right. Huh. So you have to do two things. You have to do have the availability – but you also have to have the education, and the food has to be tasty. So it's a dilemma, and it's like a chicken or egg kind of thing. And, and, and I will give TA Petro a lot of credit. They are making a lot of efforts on that, uh, and they're actually still really the last—they're really the last truck stop chain that has a sit-down restaurant. Uh, I think huh. you were trying to say something, Donna. Donna. I was testing my other phone. The other phone still doesn't work, so uh, at least I do have my cell. What I wanted to say, Tom, was, you know, there has been a surge in the last, I would say, year or two for health, healthy eating. Do you remember when they experimented with the healthy food uh, and said it didn't work? Was it recently... Uh, I- They've done it off and on in in the case of PA Petrol over the last 10 years, and I remember some of it, but actually the most recent one was their current, uh, I don't remember what the the, the exact name of it is, menu, but they were getting very close to pulling it off the menu when all of a sudden, I don't know really what changed, but it started doing better to the point where they left it on. But, But that's one of the one of the things, though, is as drivers, we say a lot of times we want healthy options, or we want exercise equipment, or we want this. And you walk into the truck stops, and I can probably count in the last two to three years on at most hands of uh, the number of times I've seen drivers in one of the fitness facilities using them. Right, um, and I and I totally believe that um, because I know how things are. So, but, but I'm just saying that if it was a while ago when they tested it, because you know yourself, Tom, the surge, uh, the surge for uh, being healthy in the in the last year has gone up dramatically. And look at what happened at GATS with the Trucking Solutions Group and the. Well, uh, Landstar uh, Health and if it, look at all the people who showed up for that and were excited uh, to, and it, to embrace it. That that's definitely because TA Petro were at some of those events, and they definitely are paying attention and listening. Uh, and, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want it to sound like I'm not grateful or recognizing their efforts or the efforts of quite a few of the other companies out there, you know. Plus is interested in this and has been talking to me and a few other drivers. I know uh, Pilot Flying Jay's been talking to several drivers about things they can do to improve this. So there are discussions out there. 
But one of the big things, though, that drivers are going to have to start doing is when you see something that a trucking company, that not trucking company, that a truck stop does that you like, number one, call and let them know. That helps. Number two, participate in the program if you like. And I'm not saying you have to eat all your meals out. But if they're doing something that you like, talk about it on social media. Let them know. And participate in it or be a patron of it sometimes because <coughs> if nobody buys it, they're not going to utilize it, uh, you know, keep on doing it. Uh, earlier this year, you know, TA Petro did a special where they were selling gym equipment and some snack bars, and several of the healthier snack bars that I wish they would have continued, they didn't partly because they didn't have the best sales. You know, some of the other ones that were more popular but a little less healthy but, quote-unquote, tastier uh, sold better, so they got kept behind. And, you know, that's really one of the things that as drivers, if we want some of these better options, you know, we have to utilize. I understand truck stops are not cheap, and, and believe me, I do a lot of my shopping for a lot of the stuff outside the truck stop. But at the same token, I do spend some there on some of the stuff that I, I, I that I think they should carry, only because I know if I don't do it, if they don't see the dollar spending it, it may not be there when I really need it or really want it. Okay. Listen, Tom, I'm going to leave your line open, and, to, and both Toms, uh, your lines are open if you do want to um, jump in, mainly because I'm afraid of the way things are working tonight. If I don't leave it open, I'll never get you back on. <laughs> so... Uh, but but uh, tell me, uh, Elaine, um, what are you anticipating for this meeting, and what were what were some of the comments that you uh, wrote in? Uh, Actually, didn't the... write any comments in. Oh, I didn't find going. out about it until it was too late for me to write in the comments, or at least I felt it was too late for me to write the comments. That's why I'm going to go to the meeting, and I hope to speak, and I want to. Um, talk to them about two things that I think are really important with health and wellness. And I've been doing wellness programs since I was in private industry with TRW probably about 25, 30 years ago. And one of the things is that our eating habits are very cultural. Our exercise habits, we have all of these things that are built into our lifestyle. It's very difficult to change. I have of the opinion, actually, that, and I've been of this opinion for quite some time, that you can walk down the street, you could stop every truck driver there is and say, do you know that high-fat foods are not healthy to eat? Or you could say, do you know that you should be exercising? And to a one, people would say, yes, they know that. Because it's, ter- it's it's advertised everywhere. You have it on TV. You have it on Internet. You have it on radio. It's everywhere talking about health and wellness and talking about the illnesses and the, <clears throat> that are attributed to lifestyle. But people don't know how to make the change. They don't know how to... Um, get the self-discipline, they don't know how to make the choices, they don't know how to, you know, like Tom just said, he went back to his stress eating, you know, they don't know how, 
and we really need to concentrate on how. People know they should stop smoking, but how do they do it? So my thing that I want to talk to them about is looking at not just saying things like smoking um, is bad and you should stop smoking, but talking more about how do you do these things. And the other thing that I want to be sure and, and mention to them is the OSHA program and how they may want to model their private-public partnership on some of the things that other regulatory agencies have done. Um, because the Alliance program is not a regulatory program either, but OSHA as a regulatory agency is conducting it and has been doing it for years and years and years. And it's a very successful program in getting information out to the community. <clears throat> okay. So, um, well, we hope you could, you know, is there a guarantee that you'll be able to um, offer your your comments? No. It depends on how many people they have who want to speak. depends on how many, you know, you can't interrupt the meeting. You have to wait till they open it to public comment and then people mm -hmm. line up at the microphone. So it'll depend. I hope so. If not, okay. what I plan to do is just talk to people during breaks and stuff like that and, and give them some of my suggestions. Okay. Well, we have another caller on the line. Can we take another caller? Mm-hmm. Okay. Area code 512, who do we have on the line? Hey, good evening. This is Pat Hockaday. Hey, Pat. I'm Hello, sorry, I didn't catch you. your first name. I'm Pat. Pat, Hockaday. okay. A little confused. They're wanting comments, but they don't tell you what the topics are for you to comment on. It just doesn't make much sense. That seems no, if, to be. If you the comment, the, the topic page, was there. Yeah. The topic was if in the announcement. The show page, there's a link. There's a link in the show page that we put on. It takes you directly to the page. It gives a summary. Now, I, I do agree with you that it's very vague. I mean, I know what he means, Elaine. They, they talk about what their initiative is health and wellness, and then if you want to make a comment. Right, because I, I, I don't think they exactly know specifically what they want. They said that they wanted, uh, in that page, the where their description is, they talked about having a public-private partnership, wanting to look at how to evaluate the effectiveness of it, how to structure it, uh, what should be included in it, those types of things. So it's an open question on if we're doing wellness programs, what should we include, how should we do it, what ideas should we have. I mean, like the idea that Tom had about giving incentives. Um, okay, that would okay. be a uh, good comment. The equipment to be used. We've got stair steppers. We've got uh, bikes, you know, stationary bicycles and treadmills. That's what you need. Uh, those are very expensive pieces of equipment. You want the truck stop to buy that equipment and then give out points? If anything, they're going to charge points to get on that equipment to utilize. Well, you don't need that I equipment. Bob Perry well, has designed... You don't need that equipment. Bob Perry has designed a uh, system where you use pulleys inside of the cab of the truck, um, and you can get everything all sorts of cardiovascular work. The best, the absolute best exercise is walking. 
So all you need is a good pair of walking shoes. I walk quite a bit with my two little dogs. And I see other drivers out there walking, and it that's seems good. like there's more so, and more people. But, you know, what we're talking that. about is, is if you're doing that, that's great. We're not talking about um, the, not everybody is doing that. I mean, when you have people who are weighing two or three times what they should weigh, um, and one of the things that I've always talked about with weight is that, say, say a, a normal weight for a man is 180 pounds for his height, but he weighs 340. So he is carrying another person on top of his shoulders. Now, if I said to you as a 180-pound man, I want you to carry... 160-pound man on top of your shoulders every day, 24 hours, seven days a week, you would have a chicken. You'd say, I can't do that. But people do that by gaining so much weight. Then they worry about the fact that they have bad hips or bad knees or bad ankles. Well, they have bad hips, bad knees, and bad ankles because the human body is not structured to be able to carry that kind of weight 27 a well, not only that, but they sit in a truck all day long, too. Right, absolutely. So because they sit in the truck all day long, because they right. have these kind of issues, you have to look at how can you help them to get to a healthy weight so they're not going to have all of these issues. They have pain, they have arthritis, the cardiovascular stuff. I mean, when you have... For just a minute, Donna. For every pound of weight that you gain, you gain another mile of blood vessels that your heart has to pump your blood through. I'm a perfect example of that. I've been out of work for a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. I have lost weight because I'm eating proper now. I'm not going to truck stops anymore. I'm not eating fast food. Right. Okay. But I have. So this whole initiative is to try I'm not doing and like I did every day. I'm yeah, so the whole like initiative is to try and, and work with people and see what is the best way. That's what they're asking. What is the best way? How can we reach the population? How can we help them the best way, given all of these things that Donna put in her comments and that you're talking about, too? So that's what we're trying to look at. I think I'm pretty sure that... When I looked at what they were saying, when I know what was going on before I left, um, this is what they were working toward, trying to get a really effective, pertinent wellness program that will be designed for the commercial motor vehicle driver, particularly the long-haul driver. I mean, if you look at the difference between people who work for FedEx and deliver locally. They are also under FMCSA commercial motor vehicle, even though they don't leave the city of Baltimore. But they're jumping in and out of their truck, running up steps, delivering packages, running back down, getting into their truck, blah, 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 blah. They have a lot of exercise built into their job. That's that's the same way I was. I I did heavy equipment locally around Chicagoland. Right. Okay, so I'm always in my uh, in and out of the truck. I'm always throwing chains around and stuff. You know, you're talking 50, 75 pounds of chain. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm up and I'm moving and I'm doing stuff. And my long haul experience has been for, turna- uh, for for hurricanes and what have you. You know, mm-hmm. where we run and then we and then and then the FMCSA lifts all the guidelines on us and says throw your logbooks out the window. 
and we're running 20 hours a day, six days a week. Right. You know. <laughs> so, Donna, did you have any other questions? Did we lose you I'd again, like Donna? Comment. Hello. Hello. Yes, hello. I would. Hello. Hi, Donna. What's going on? Uh, okay, I'm, you know, you should see me over here. This is actually comical. Uh, I'm glad we don't have one of those uh, cams on because you'd be all having a comedy show over here. Um, <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I just want to tell people, um, if, you I can't wanna hear you. Com- if you want to come in, can you hear me? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, if you want to come in on the show, click one on your keypad. And uh, you can, you know, have a comment, a question. Uh, what do you think that this meeting, you know, may be about? I know a lot of people are worried about more regulation. Um, no, this isn't is regulation. Open. I know they're concerned about regulation, but it isn't. Oh, hold on. I don't know how Tom's mic was on mute, but all kinds I, I, of things. I got disconnected and I had to call back in, Donna. Um, oh, is that what happened? I thought yeah. all more weird, weird things were going on on this switchboard. Now, uh, one of the comments that I have there in, in response partly to Pat is some of the truck stops, and I'll use TA Petro again as an example, they're leading the way by providing some of these services for free because they look at it a way as to add value to their truck stops for the driver to get the truck driver to patronize it for. But beyond the equipment, uh, once again, going back to Bob Perry, he also has a set of work workouts that require no equipment. It just requires basically your body weight and a tractor trailer. Uh, push-offs off the side of the truck for those who can't do regular push-offs. Uh, squats using your truck to assist. Step-ups, uh, for instance, if you don't have a stair step for using the side of your truck. You can get an entire body workout just by using different components on your truck and the best part is, it's free. Right. So the, the, the thing is, people who say, I don't have the money for X, you don't have to have the money for X. But a lot of it really gets back to day one. If you look at a lot of trucking companies, when they do their orientation, look at the food that's served. They're serving pizza, they're serving hot dogs, they're serving hamburgers. Right from day one when they come in. So new drivers are kind of getting indoctrinated of this is how a truck driver eats. Then, you know, you look at the vending machines at most uh, truck terminals. They're not great choices. Uh, You go um, out on the road with the trainers because of the schedule some of these companies have where they're almost driving like teams, full teams once again. They're, they're not getting exposed to healthy alternatives. That said, there are a lot of trainers out there, though, who are taking care of themselves, teaching their students how to cook on the truck or how to make better choices. You can eat healthy in a truck stop. Uh, it takes more work and effort, but there are healthy choices at almost every truck stop. Some of it is easier than others. Uh, you know, it, for example, using Pilot Flying J, they've got some halfway decent salads that are relatively economical, you know, that are in their Gravigo Deli case. 
Uh, you know, you may want to take the bacon or some of the processed meat off, but, you know, they'll have either, like, chunks of chicken or various other meats that are relatively good. I'm not saying it's perfect, but compared to the Big Mac and the Wendy's uh, or, or McDonald's, it's a lot better option. So there are better for you options. They're not great, but they're better for you. And one of the things, too, that I'd like to mention, just because I'm on my soapbox now about wellness, is that you'll hear people say things like, I got diabetes, or I suffer from arthritis, or I have bad knees. It's all said in a way that sounds like the person themselves is a victim to who knows why, nobody knows, it just happened to me. And that's the way our country kind of looks at illness for years and years and years. It happens to you. You're struck with an illness, you know, like it's out of the sky, a lightning bolt. And as they have done more research, they have found that most of the illnesses that we have today are caused by our own habits, our own lifestyle, our eating habits, our exercise habits, our overweight. Um, Weight, being obese, is probably the biggest problem there is. It it causes um, people who are overweight, who are really obese, leads to diabetes, heart disease, stroke, obstructive sleep apnea, all sorts of serious problems. And then when you get into talking about obstructive sleep apnea, everybody gets all knee-jerk worried about it, but it's a very serious medical condition. People who have obstructive sleep apnea that is not treated have a 40% higher chance of having a stroke than does a regular person. It causes all sorts of havoc with your body and your body systems. So trying to get to a place where you're healthy and not fighting against all of this idea of eating healthy and so forth is a benefit to you in causing less pain, less cost, less medical care, um, and less disability, keeping your job and so forth. So it's really, really important start looking at how to have a healthy lifestyle. You know, another thing I wanted to bring up when they were talking about driver health, and um, uh, we brought up the point in our comments uh, that drivers don't have the luxury of taking a sick day when they're sick or to go to the doctor, and there's very, very, you know, few options Uh, if you get sick on the road unless you go to a hospital or if there happens to be an urgent care facility around. And these, we noticed at GATS, are starting to pop up, Uh, these urgent travel cares. Also, another popular thing for drivers, for anybody listening, and we've had them on our show, are these telehealth that you join for 15 or $20 a month, and this is perfect for people who don't have insurance, uh, and they call in after, of course, a lot of paperwork. You know, they have to obviously go through your, your medical history. You have to fill out paperwork. 
but you can actually talk to a doctor 24-7 while you're on the road. And that's another thing we talked about in the comments. We also talked about the drivers who are wanting help and they are taking initiative. We've had Bob Perry on the show. We talk about how to get into, take those first steps. And there's a lot of trucking um, uh, groups, uh, how to cook, Heart Smart Highway, Road Tested Living, Big Truck Cooking. If you go on the trucking social media uh, website and click on resources, it's a free resource page of everything, well, not everything, but we're trying to make it everything, everything you would need in the health and cooking category. And what we strongly urge people to do, if you have a website, that uh, a blog or a Facebook page that encourages people, please give us your recommendation. Just go to the contact us page. And, and we'll on put it on the page. So, uh, we, so we mentioned all this in the comments also, hoping it would trigger more ideas. Um, because really, I mean, we, even though we were happy, we kind of felt like Pat Hockaday did uh, when he called in and said, well, I went on there, I didn't know what to say. And, and we didn't either. It was mm-hmm. like, you know... Uh, okay, they're saying that they're doing this initiative and they want comments, but what exactly do you want us to say? So we just started in with the lifestyle, the obstacles, the challenges, the desires, what's going on now, what's available now, and, and hoping that, you know, they'll they'll take the ball and run with it, uh, which, you know, we hope, we, we, we hope they do. Um, there's another caller on the line, um, Donna, I also suggest that this is not going to be the only time when people can have comments. I honestly believe that this is the beginning, and this is how they run the NRB Mixac meeting. They ask for people to comment, and then they discuss things. But people can always write to the agency. You can write a letter to the agency and say, I noticed you had this MRB Mixac meeting, and I think these things are important, and you list them and so forth, and they'll take that into consideration when they're working on things. Okay, great, and that's good to know, too. Um, uh, I'm going to pick up another caller, Elaine. Okay. Area code 479. Hi, Donna. Hi. Celeste Willis, how are you? Yes, it is. Well, aren't I the smart thing here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, is Tom on? Uh, I think yeah, Tom's, yeah, 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 fact, everybody's open. Which one? Well, uh, first thing I need to say is happy birthday, Mr. Tom Kirk. Oh, that's right. Happy birthday, Tom. I, <laughs> I want to thank you to everyone. And for those of you who know me, yes, I'm a year grumpier. <laughs> but um, everybody who knows me keeps joking. I keep saying I've been a grumpy old man for years, so I, I can't get any older. I can just get grumpier at this point. Um, right. But, but, thank, but thank you very much, Les. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now I just wanted to uh, kind of weigh in on uh, what has been going on 
Um, certainly um, glad to see that uh, FMCSA uh, stepping up with their efforts in driver health and wellness. And um, got, you know, people just need to comment, go in, comment, see what's going on. Um, my plight is, you know, as I've stated before, is uh, very intriguing that, you know, I would go from, you know, the high side of my high blood pressure and high cholesterol and, and everything and uh, start change my lifestyle, just a complete uh, lifestyle change. So um, just in the way that I consume my foods. Uh, so I was uh, at the point where it's like, it's 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 killing me. Uh, I know it's killing me. I've got three stents, and uh, you know, uh, 49 years old, and uh, I was overweight. Uh, not a I guess borderline obese, I would say. Five uh, ten, two hundred or five five eleven, two hundred twenty two pounds. Um, so I started my journey in March, and I just want to tell everybody if you if you're sitting behind the wheel. And you think that you can't do it, you can do it. It's just it takes a concerted effort, and you have to want to make that lifestyle change. In when you change your lifestyle, you don't go on a diet. You change your total lifestyle. It's a total lifestyle change. Everybody says, "Oh, are you on the keto diet, or are you on the Atkins diet, or are you on?" No, I'm on a life-changing event. So, changing your lifestyle and the foods that you consume. Um, and I just uh, went and while I was at Gats and was able to meet hey, up Beth. with Don. And, and uh, yes, could you please tell everybody the the how? I mean, I just couldn't believe he had all his uh, uh, stats or you know values taken on his blood work when he was uh, at, at Gats at the Health and Wellness Pavilion. The yeah. things that used to be off the chart are all normal. And what are those things? What was the cholesterol, blood pressure? Yeah, what yeah I, had, I had my stuff done, and, and I had a heart rate of 51. Uh, that was wow. my heart rate. My blood pressure was 113 over 73. And what my was it? total what cholesterol... Oh, it was like well over 180 and probably almost 90. Wow. Um, as far as my blood pressure. And last, um, I can just interject here it, real quick. Considering the amount of stress yes. we were both under at gas, I'm shocked your blood pressure uh. was that low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Tom. I was, I was uh, really, really stressed. Um, but uh, blood pressure, 113 over 73. Uh, my total cholesterol came in at 141. And then my glucose level was at 61. Uh, they told me that the glucose was uh, just a little low, uh, on the low side, but nothing to worry about because I don't consume sugar. Uh, mm-hmm. So basically just uh, totally turned, you know, turned uh, 180 degrees away from my southern raising where chicken fried steaks and mashed potatoes are staples in our, you know, in our diets. Uh, so uh, just kind of totally turned away from all the fried foods. What was that? Are you impressed? Oh, I hope I didn't. I, I didn't hear you, Donna. Oh, I said, are you impressed? 
I am extraordinarily impressed. I was just well, about to say but, that. Um, I I think it's awesome. On it certainly has happened in a short period of time too. Yes. Yeah. Well, right. I've got a question, yeah, question for you, if I can. Yes. Uh, did okay. you do cold turkey changes? In other words, did you do a large amount of changes in a very short period of time, or did you do the more let's do one or two changes, get them now? And so I know I've got them, they become a habit, and then try the next set of changes. No, mine was a 180-degree turn. So it was, and that's why I was saying is that, you know, it wasn't a gradual process to to go into it. It was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. It's not going to be, you know, I've got to totally turn completely away from, because I already looked in the mirror and seen what it produced. And and I wasn't happy with that. And the other thing was is that you know, um, as you know, Jeannie Lennox, uh, she was uh, had told, kept harping on me and harping on me. Man, you you really need to you need to kind of uh, shy away from what you're doing and change your eating habits. And if you will, uh, you'll be able. You know, the side effect of changing your lifestyle will be that you know you'll lose weight. That's just a side effect. So, well, I have a question. I was sort of like, okay, go ahead. This is Elaine. Can you hear me? Yes. Go on, Elaine. Elaine? Well, I'm telling you, everybody, we're having so many problems tonight. Let me see if I lost her on the switchboard. There's a bunch of people on here. I hope. I, I guess they could all hear us, or they'd be hanging up. Um, let me see. Yeah, she's on here. Elaine, can you hear us? Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, I have a question for um, yes. the speaker, and that question is, do you find a difference in your energy level? Most definitely. I don't, you know, I don't have that 60-pound monkey on my back um, that I used to have. Uh, my energy level has gone up uh, tremendously. Now, granted, I, I did not start any type of workout routine. You know, the only mm-hmm. thing that I did was I changed my eating habits. So I didn't get into some exercise routine where I'm walking five miles a day at a pace of, you know, nine minutes a mile or anything like that. You know, so yeah. But, the only uh, thing that I last, really did was I just changed what I was eating. Correct me if I'm wrong, Les, but you're also, because you do, do some trucking plus a bunch of other stuff, you're actually fairly active on, on a normal daily basis, correct? Yeah. Normally, uh, these days, you know, I'm I'm on a uh, uh, pretty active um, as far as, you know, Maybe I'm maybe I walk three miles a day. I don't know. I don't carry a pedometer, so I couldn't tell you. But uh, yeah, I, I stay pretty active. You know, I'm running two businesses and blah blah blah. You know the story. But, uh, right. well, we stay I, pre- I, we, we stay I, I pretty busy. I think the point that I'm I'm making is that when you do make a lifestyle diet change, for those who are active to begin with, I think they'll see the results a little more quickly because when you're active and you're eating a better better fuel, for lack of a better term, your body performs better. I mean, you're a racer, you know this. 
if you have a high-performance car and you're hitting it to cheap gas, it ain't going to do very good. As soon as you give it the good gas, right. it's going to do a lot better. Uh, and, you know, something I've noticed in my life, even when I'm eating better, but if I'm not act, real active, uh, I'm right. feeling better, but I'm not great. It's that combination. It doesn't have to be excessive activity. You know, like you said, it's not like you have to go out and run four or five miles a day. <laughs> just walking a little extra around the truck stop or finding just little things you can do to increase your activity, you know, Listen to your body. It's going to tell you when it's happening. Hey, guys, I'm going to try to take a little break. Uh, I'm going to try to take a break. Unless I want to ask you a question when we come back about the – I know you had some problems with your your veins, too, didn't you? Right, yes. Okay, I was just going to – are you okay talking about that? Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Not at all. Okay, we'll be right back. You're listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith on Blog Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. Alan and Donna will be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment, and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end, and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. This is Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at askthetrucker.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, thanks everybody. Um, I just, you know, we didn't have time for our our, our sponsor. Uh, we had so many problems at the beginning of this show, so I wanted to squeeze that in. But last, what was the name? I was trying to think of the name of the problem that you were experiencing with your vessels. What was it called? Uh, God, you're going to put me on the spot now. I can't remember, but uh, okay. basically, my my veins were just completely clogged up. Um, I had one blockage uh, in each leg. Arthrosclerosis. There you go. Whoever okay. that was, thank that you. That was Elaine. <laughs> that, yeah. So uh, it, it was uh, in my peripheral uh, uh, veins. It was mm. not my heart was fine. I didn't have that. But um, the doctor, you know, he said, you know, I'm smoking dang near three packs a day cigarettes. That's uh, uh, so I quit that and actually started using a vape. Uh, so 
uh, was able to get on that and down to started at like 18 milligrams of nicotine, and now I'm down to six. And um, that's probably one of the hardest things that I've that uh, I've had to deal with is is the uh, uh, quitting smoking. Um, right. But uh, I have three stents installed, one in each them? leg. Did they test uh, no, I haven't had that done, but with my cholesterol level being where it was at, and I'm not, and I'm not on medication, I, I I quit taking the medication. So they had me on a Plavix, and they also had me on Prevastatin. So uh-huh. um, I totally got away from all of that. I said, look, if I'm going to change, if I'm going to change this, I'm going to try to get my cholesterol in balance by by not eating. Eating fatty foods, I mean, you know, just foods that laden with grease. Um, so I'm just making healthier choices, and that's that's what I did, you know, through the encouragement of Jeannie, and 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 then you know my challenge to her was to share everything with somebody, with all the other truckers out there that, you know, there is, you do have a choice, you know, right? Know, so. Uh, well, you choose what you put in your mouth. Um, Nobody force feeds you. Right. So, um, hey, Elaine, um, we've got a few minutes left, not too many. Did you want to um, say something to everybody, either, you know, about about the meeting or suggestions or anything at all uh, before, before we wind down? Uh, you're talking to me, Elaine? Yes. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I just, um, well, I guess I'm talking so I must have something to say. <laughs> um, I just want people to truly understand how important developing healthy lifestyles are to everything in their life and that this is a really good thing that FMCSA is beginning to reach out and do something positive in addition to the regulations that they do. So they're trying to help a driver be able to become healthier, like less. Um, And then the third thing is that I think that if you really have some good ideas and you have things to say, you can always write to the agency and let them know that you didn't get time to be able to put the comment in time for the MRB meeting, but that you have these ideas and you'd like to see them incorporated into any wellness program that they might be doing, or give them information that from a trucker perspective on um, some of the things that are difficult to do in order to develop a healthy lifestyle. Okay, and if if drivers want to reach you now, because you're, you're no longer with the FMCSA, uh, and you have your own business, what's the best way they can reach you? Well, probably is to send an email to my health and safety uh, works email. It's health and safety works at 15 at gmail.com. And what's your website? Can't they go to your contact us page? Do you have like a. Um... Yes, it's health and safety works uh, net. Okay, great. Okay. And uh, I, I guess um, let's see. I've got is Tom or who who's on here? Let me see who's lines are open. Tom and Les. Did if I can throw in one last quick something? comment, uh, Donna, real quick, Riley. Sure. Uh, 
much like you, Eileen, I did a half. By the time I, I literally found out about all of this last night, and I was still driving. By the time I was done for the day, I was not mentally prepared to write a coherent comment. So I will definitely take your your advice and, and write a letter here to the to the to the agency in the next several days. Uh, but the one thing that I, if you do get an opportunity to speak, and I think you will do this in some of your earlier comments, point out that a lot of drivers uh, are becoming involved in health and are trying to set up programs on their own or in partnerships like we did down at Gas with Randall Riley. Uh, so they're, they're, I think it would be beneficial as things move along if they actually would go out to some of these drivers and driver groups that are trying to promote the healthier lifestyle say, hey, what are you doing? So we can work together to, because a lot of times drivers feel like we're being talked down to instead of worked with. And right. I think if they really want to have a truly successful program, before they go and start regulating or even throwing out a bunch of suggested regulations, they need to sit down and really have some serious conversations with the drivers about how we see things and start at work for grassroots level. I think it will go a lot further, a lot faster, if they can actually get the drivers supporting it before they propose the regulations. Yeah, well, I don't think there's going to be regulation. It's not going to be mandatory. It's just going to be a wellness program with a public partnership, public-private partnership. But I think you're right, and I will, if I have an opportunity to speak, I will mention it, but I also highly recommend that you write something as well. Because, and, I mean, and, uh, the things that people and, are doing in these driver groups, you can have a public partnership with the agency. And, and I mean, you can be one of the groups that has a public-private partnership with them. And one quick question that follows up on that, Eileen. Who would we address this to? Would it be to the director of the FMCSA? Would it be the uh, current uh, medical chief? Who would we be best I, You know, I think I to? would address it to... Um, Mr. Larry Miner, who is the Associate Administrator for Policy, because the MRB and the Mix Act fall under him. Or you could address it to, there's on that website, there's a, a woman's name who's Shannon Watson, and she is the person who is kind of the responsible person for organizing the Mix Act and MRB meetings and so forth. But really... Um, Larry Miner is the head of the policy division, the whole, and medical programs fell under him, and lots of other things do too. So I would either write to him or I'd write to the head of the agency, who right now is uh, Scott Darling. He's the acting administrator of FMCSA since Ann Farrell left. <clears throat> right. Donna, would it be possible for you in the show notes to write those names down for those of us who are driving so we don't forget? Sure. So, that, uh, yeah, that's Larry. Hold on. I'm, I'm writing them down now. Larry Miner, Sharon Watson. Shannon. Oh, Shannon. Shannon Watson. And these names are all on that link. Um, I saw Larry Miner's uh, name up there at the end of the um, announcement. Uh, right on the docket, you know, the, the the URL we put out. And the last one is Scott Darling. But I think Larry Miner's the one, um, right, because he, he is, I remember looking at that, 
and he is the one it's said to contact. So I'll just uh, send you the link, Tom, and his number, uh, contact information is right on there. <clears throat> Thank you very much, Eileen and Donna. Excuse me, uh, Elaine. Why do I want to keep calling you Eileen? Eileen I don't know. I'm I am sorry, to it. Lots of people do that. <laughs> I, oh, I, I had said that. I realized, oh, my, I just called her Eileen. I don't know how many times tonight. I do apologize. That's okay. It's your birthday. You can do it. That's right. I, I, well, that's what happens when you turn 40. You get you get old and senile. So. <laughs> well, listen, I think we're going to wind down here. I appreciate so much everybody hanging in with me tonight. And you could have seen me over here. Well, you just would have been laughing your head off. Trying, I've got one phone in one ear, one phone in the other ear, and then I'm trying to work the switchboard of the computer. It was comical, I have to tell you. But we made it work, and it turned out to be a wonderful show, and I appreciate everybody hanging on and calling in. And, uh, and Elaine, I appreciate you taking time tonight uh, to, to come on the show. Alyssa, we want to know what happened, too. Yeah. Well, perhaps after the meeting, um, we can pool our little resources. I know that there are a couple of other people, like Bob Perry and so forth, who are going to go to the meeting, and maybe after the meeting we can talk about what transpired at the meeting and wait to see what, uh, you know, MRB and MixAC both write up notes from the meeting that they'll post on their website. So they usually take a while to get them written and done, but um, we can see what their notes say, too. Yeah, that would be good. Um, Bob's been on our show before. Yeah. Um, he he's has so much, you know, inside him as far as passion and desire to help people. And I, I think everybody on this phone call tonight is the same way. And, um, you know, I think a, a follow-up really would be great to see what they have. Too bad they don't have those uh, live webcasts, you know, like sometimes they do where you can actually listen to what goes on in the meetings. But that's okay. I think I think it's a step in the right direction. And I want to thank um, Bob Stanton. I don't know if he's listening on here or not. There's still quite a few people uh, listening and I don't know his number, so I can't tell him. His hand isn't up. Bob, if you're there, you can put your hand up. <laughs> but anyway, for sending us this email and and letting us know. I know another show um, we want to have is about the um, um, DOT medical examiners and some of the uh, some of the things they go through trying to keep uh, drivers that are in denial healthy. And um, and Elaine, you you know what I'm talking about here. So, yep. Uh, yeah, they go through a lot of stuff. Uh, they take a lot of gruff and abuse sometimes. Even uh, just tr- and drivers don't want to hear that they have problems. Okay, they don't want to hear that you know, well your your pressure's high or your sugar's high or you need to you know lose weight so you can you know live longer. They don't want to hear it. And denial is an amazing thing. So we want to get into that. And uh, we're going to have uh, um, Buck Black on with trucker therapy, and he's going to talk about depression. 
So we have a lot of great things coming up with the health series um, soon. And by the way, the show is over. I went over, so none of this is going to be in the archive, uh, which I'm really, you know, sorry. I should have made it a two-hour show, but um, I didn't think it was going to last that long. Um, but anyway, I appreciate everybody coming on. And if anybody wants to reach us over here, uh, you can just send an email to info at pimpsaboutrucking.com. Go to truckingsocialmedia.com and go look at that resource page. Matter of fact, we've got to get um, Elaine's website up there tonight under the um, health resources. So that just reminded me, Elaine, you're going to be up on that page. And if you think of any other page, send us uh, in the contact form. Just put it down. Say, this is a great site. Please put it on the resource page. Well, till next time, everybody, um, we'll be having a show with Brooke Transportation Training. Uh, they'll be on, in fact, they were supposed to be on this Saturday. And as we were on the show, I looked at uh, my email, and I just got an email from uh, uh, Jeff Roach, the owner, and he asked us, he had a family situation come up, and he asked if we could do it next week. So we're going to have it the following week, week, which will be the 26th of September, which means we can have another health show next week. So um, thanks again. Looking forward to coming back. And, uh, and see Donna. So next, yes, yes, Tom. One, one last most very important thing that if you said it earlier in the show, I'm uh, sorry I didn't hear it, but to all the drivers out there, happy National Truck Driver Appreciation Week. Uh, I know myself as a driver, I appreciate everything my fellow drivers do out there. So I just want to say thank you to everybody for all you do as drivers and, and what you do to keep America moving, but most of all, what you do to keep the roads safe. Okay. Well, thanks again, everybody. I, I got to run, actually. Um, but God bless everybody, and thank you so much for being on the show tonight. You've been listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. On behalf of Alan and Donna Smith, AskTheTrucker.com, TruckingSocialMedia.com, NorthAmericanTruckingAlerts.com, Blog Talk Radio, and Ask the Trucker Live. I'm J. Michael Collins. Until next time, drive safe and thanks for listening.